What's up, guys? David and JD here. What up? And the Porch 2022 is back. We're back, baby. That's right. And we are kicking off a brand new series. Speaking of babies. Oh, that's right. Bro, you had a baby. That's correct, which is why you're hearing from us at the beginning of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am not at the porch this Tuesday. So sad. I know, because we, we were missed in the you. hospital. And I know, this is... We missed you. This is uh, sad to miss the first kickoff I've ever missed. But, but it was an amazing night. Amazing night. And Josiah Jones brought the gospel. We're kicking off a new series, RIP to the old me, living the new life in Christ. And last night he talked about... Yeah, well, we, we just wanted to make sure, hey, before we get to what it looks like to live a new life in Christ, have you died to your old self? Yes. And so it was very just, I mean, um, an amazing night together, and we want you guys to listen, just have some context, because we know it didn't start off with the normal bumper and all music that. and all of that. Yes. You got us, So we're so pumped. Check it out, listen, enjoy it, and we'll see you next week as we kick off a brand new series. R.I.P. to the old me. My name is Josiah. If we haven't met, I hope to meet you over the course of the next few weeks, and I get to spend a few minutes with you tonight as we just stay in this moment and as we continue to worship Jesus, not only in song, but now as we open up his word. And so let me just pray one more time as we get ready to hear from him. God in heaven, thank you for this opportunity where we get to open up your word and we get to hear what you would have to say. And so, God, get me out of the way. May your voice be maximized in this place, and may my voice be minimized. God, thank you for what you're doing all across Dallas, Texas, and our nation, this world, uh, the people watching tonight, God, all across uh, America, God, literally. Porch Live locations in Cincinnati and Boise, Idaho, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Austin, Texas, and North Houston. God, you are at work, and for the very first time, the Porch Live Midland, Texas, and many others I failed to mention. God, would you speak? Would you go before us in Jesus' name? Amen. Well, as J.D. mentioned earlier, we are going to be starting a brand new series next week titled R.I.P. to the Old Me. And it's this idea that we're going to tackle just a few things that God asks us to walk away from after we commit our life to him. It's this idea that, man, when we commit to Jesus, when we say, Jesus, you're mine and, and, and I want you, then God begins to come in and he begins to transform us from the inside out. And I, and I believe that that's what he's doing in this moment and in the next few moments. But before we can even ask God to uh, transform us, we got to ask God and examine where we are with him. We got to ask that question tonight. God, where am I with you in relation to you? Before we can rest in peace to the person we once were, we have to begin to ask first and foremost and evaluate where are we with Christ? Where are we with Jesus? Before Christ can change us, we gotta make sure that we have a right relationship with him. You might be asking, well, what does that even look like? For me, it started when I was a kid, I kinda heard this idea of having a relationship with Jesus, but then at a young age, my parents divorced and it was like a bomb was dropped in our living room. 
And then my life began to spiral and unravel just out of control. And women drove my need for approval. Sports drove my need for success. Pornography kept calling my name behind closed doors. The party consumed me on the weekend. And before I knew it, I was drowning. I had all the freedom of a college student uh, leaving for college one afternoon, getting in my car, and had all the freedom of a college student, but not the maturity to go with it. Ever been there? And all those things I just mentioned began to intensify, playing college baseball. And I remember vividly my third year of college, getting off the bus after playing a game and heading to my apartment that night and my roommates, who also my teammates, were getting ready to go out to the party. And I just said, hey, I'm taking this one off. Why? Because I kept asking myself the question, is that it? Because if these things weren't going to do it anymore, what was going to do it? And I just went right down the list with everything I'd been filling my life with. The things I just mentioned. And, and that evening in my apartment, I just said, God, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. From the outside, people would think, man, this guy has it all. Playing the sport he loves, dating the girl that, quite frankly, everybody wanted. The life of the party. But it left me empty and unsatisfied and unfulfilled. And that night, I began to see my sin for the very first time that it was leading to death. It was leading to heartache and it was leading to pain. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seems right to man, but that way ends in death. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. Spiritually, the Bible says that we're dead. We're cut off from Christ, from our creator, and destined for hell for all of eternity. Not because God doesn't love us, but because God can't have anything to do with sin because he's holy. That just means he's perfect. He's without sin. And in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth, and he created to be perfect. But because he didn't want to force his love on man, he gave them a choice. And what did man do in that moment? He rebelled against God and sin entered the world and it sent creation into chaos. So therefore we see pain. We're a product of pain. Divorce, murder, rape, disease, COVID. See, all those things are a result of sin, not because God is a bad God or he doesn't know what he's doing, but it's because the, the world's out of control right now. And, and I'm looking at some of you as I share this, and just like me, if you continue to live in that thing that the Bible calls sin, it will kill you. Maybe not physically right now, but spiritually, you're, you're cut off, you're separated. You got God on one side and he's perfect and then you got you and me on another side and we're not. And you know this deep down inside when you lay your head down on the pillow as I did for many days before that night 
in my apartment. You, you, you know this to be true, that the, the sin isn't leading to more and more life and it's not leading to flourishing, it's, it's actually leading to more and more pain and heartbreak and if you're to be honest, death. Google 2021 year in review video, I don't know if you watched that, I like watching those at the end of the year. And it went on to say the question that was searched the most on Google, you wanna know what it was? How to heal. How to heal. Like, like, like we know that something is wrong, something is broken, something is not right. We know that we need healing. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one, including the guy that's up on stage right now. The glory of God is his perfection. That's his standard, and none of us are perfect. I haven't met one person that is. But the second part of Romans 6.23 says, right before, for the wages of sin is death, it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like he didn't wait for us to clean our life up and then die for us. It says while we were yet sinners, he knew everything you and I would do in thought, word, and action way before we were ever in our mother's womb. And he says, I see that and I'm gonna die for that. That's, that's crazy. Because he loves you. He's crazy about you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Put your name where it says world, for God so loved Katie, for God so loved John, for God so loved JD, for God so loved Ramsey, for God so loved David, for God so loved Josiah that he gave his one only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 10, nine and 10, the response to what Jesus has done for you and me. That Jesus didn't just die, the scripture says, history records that three days later he rose again from the dead as an anthem of saying I defeated that thing that put me on the cross, sin. And I defeated the grave so that you can too. And now the response, how do we know if we're right with God? How do we respond to this incredible rescue mission that God sent his only son on? It says it right here, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he is who he says he is. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart a person believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. See, some of you, you've trusted Jesus to be real, but you've never truly surrendered your entire life to him. You want to trust Jesus with your eternity, but you don't really want to trust him with your sin. Now, I, I, I've been there. I get it. 
But tonight's the night that you can do that. You know deep down that it's not gonna end well for you. That God's written eternity on the hearts of every man and every woman. And God has done the only act that can make us right with him. What he's done on the cross and through his resurrection. And he says the ball's in your court. Tonight's the night that you give your life to Christ. Tonight's the night that you surrender once and for all. If that's you, that's your next step. What I'm about to say next, like you don't even need to hear it. Like you just need to stay there, right, hey, right there where you are seated and you say, hey, I'm gonna wait for the opportunity because tonight's the night. I'm going, I'm crossing the line. I'm, 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 I'm getting out of death and I'm gonna receive life. But, but for others, man, we've been to the porch time and time again and we keep rehashing what was buried. You know that thing that you said you'd never go back to because Jesus died for it, but instead you find yourself picking it back up even though Jesus has freed you from it. You thought it was buried, but, it be, it, but now it's beginning to bury you. It, it, it's kind of like, uh, I liken it to this casket. This, this casket is a symbol of death. The purpose of this casket is to bury dead people. No, that's morbid. But sit in it for a second. You, like, you never see a casket really dug back up, and if you do, like, something went terribly wrong. And, and like Jesus is saying tonight that, hey, and when I went to the cross, I took upon all your sin, all of my sin was, was, was put in the grave. It was buried. I died for it. And when he rose again, he showed the world that he not only died for it, but he defeated it. But some of us, man, we're not, we're not living with that freedom because we keep digging things out that we thought we, we buried. I don't know what that is for you. Tonight, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is for you, but you do. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's your achievement. Maybe it's, uh, it's the things that are in your life that symbolize achievement. Like, you look at a trophy and you're like, hey, it started really young when you were on the sports field or you were in the academic realm and I mean, you just chase one accolade after another. And, and, it, and it just kind of moved as you graduated and went on to different seasons of life. Now you have that job and I mean, now you're just, you're just building the resume. It's just performance after performance after performance and you're chasing, you're chasing money, the next tax bracket, and then it's the car and then it's the apartment, and then it's the, quite frankly, it's the, it's the zip code. And, and, and listen, none of those things are bad in, a, in and of themselves. But, but you know that they're consuming you. 
And you know you run back to him to find purpose and meaning and, and to define you. And, and you know at the end of the day, it's, it's keeping you from having a thriving relationship with Jesus because I've been there. I've chased it. It, it, it just keeps you busy and, and you never really take next steps in your faith and you don't get into community and you don't ever serve and, and it's just the next thing after the next thing after the next thing. Let me just tell you something. If you're too busy to be a Christian, then you're too busy. And as you're examining what you wanna to commit to in 2022, ask yourself, at what cost? At what cost? See, some of, for some of you, it's not performance or achievement, it's, um, it's broken relationships. And so every time you look at a picture of your family, it just reminds you of the brokenness, that divorce that your parents had. Your daddy ran out on you. He was never the man that he, you needed him to be. And so you pursue in relationships with other men and other women who give you one false promise after another only to lead you to more brokenness and your heart is just trashed. You gotta be honest tonight. Broken relationships is what you rehash what you dig back up, the pain and the hurt associated with that. For some of you, it's not, it's not broken relationships, it's, it's comparison. After a long day at work, you get on social media and you just start scrolling. And you just start comparing your life to that girl who just seems to have it all together. She's got the next thing and she's going here. It's like, Hawaii again, good night. I can't even get out of Texas, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and you're like, that, that got me at the gym, he's getting his gains, and hey, whenever he gets, he's always got that girl next to him. <laughs> it's like, come on. And then the body image, and you're comparing yourself to that person, and, and it, it's just leading you to more and more brokenness, more and more depression, more and more anxiety and it's keeping you from being God's man, God's woman. And you keep rehashing it. For others, it's, a, it's addiction. And these chains, they symbolize the addictions that we have in our life. You know what they are. I was a porn addict for a decade of my life. The thing you did this past weekend the one night stand you had, you drank too much, you smoked that, you took those pills because you're trying to numb the thing that you need to deal with. And you're running from one thing to a next just hoping that it'll give you some type of reprieve. But all, of it, all it does is lead you to more and more addiction. And you're bound, you know you're bound and you can't get out because you're bound in that sin. But you know what, Jesus, he came to die because he knew that we would be tempted to give in to those things, to run back to those things. And the good news is that Jesus paid for your sin and my sin. 
JD quoted it earlier, but he said, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. See, the whole point of this series that we're gonna dive into tonight is that Jesus takes everything, he takes everything in your life and he begins to make it new. He doesn't take the the bad that you are and make it good. He takes the dead person you were before Christ and he makes you alive. He makes you incredibly new. He gives you a new life and you don't have to wallow in the shame and the guilt anymore. Rest in peace to the old you, my bro, my, my daughter. Girl, you don't have to live chained and in bondage. Some of you tonight, you don't want to share that thing. You know that thing. It's keeping you in chains. It's keeping you in bondage. But you need to share it tonight. Because Romans 8.1 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he doesn't have to experience condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. He makes you new. And so some of you, man, you need to die. Some of us, like I did my third year in college in that apartment, I had a funeral. And that funeral was mine. Like I, ha- I-, I never really surrendered my life to Christ. Like intellectually, I was a, what I call an intellectual believer for 21, 22 years of my life. But, but I kept doing the same things over and over, expecting a different result. See, you wanna know if you really believe? Watch how you live your life. Men, men and women always say what they think, but they do what they believe. You wanna watch what someone believes? Just watch how they behave. It's simple. Jesus begins to change you from the inside out when you say, hey, listen, I might have struggled with that, but listen, I, I, I want to fight against it. I don't want to make excuses. I don't want to keep running back to that thing. Some of you need to die to you. Some of you, you need to pick up the trophy and the, the resume that you're building and chasing that next promotion, and it needs to go back into the casket tonight. You need to die to that. Not because it's necessarily bad in and of itself, like I said, but because it defines you and it's keeping you from being who you know God's called you to be. Or or that hurt from previous relationships. Jesus has forgiven you and you don't need to carry the pain from those relationships anymore. You don't need to carry that hurt. You can forgive others because Christ has forgiven you. Or comparison, man. Anytime you are so fixated on other people and what they're doing, their work, it keeps you from doing your work. See, Jesus takes comparison and he makes it celebration because he's created you to be unique and to be you and there's no one else like you. And he takes that comparison and he celebrates what 
he's called you to do, and he celebrates what he's called others to do, and you can be free from that. Because when you pursue him, he will begin to show you how you take your time, your talents, and your treasures, and you begin to leverage those for his glory and for his kingdom. And there is no comparison when that's the case. See, so many of us, we spend so much time wishing we were like them when God's made you not to be like them. And he will show you who you are called to be if you would just lay it down and pursue him. For some of us, man, tonight's the night, 12 years of a porn addiction. That thing that you said you would never tell anybody that you're gonna take to the grave, tonight is the night, we gotta, we gotta lay it down. Like we're doing business tonight. We're putting the addictions in this room to rest because Christ has died for those. And he not only died, but he was raised to life. And we serve a living God, not a dead God, who you can talk to, who you can have a relationship with. And the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead promises to live inside of you and me. And if it can raise a dead man from the ground, it can take care of your porn addiction or that abortion that you said you would never tell anyone about. Let me talk to you. You're loved. Jesus loves you in spite of all of that. Or that guy that took advantage of you. Or maybe you're the perpetrator, young man. God loves you. He wants to meet you in that pain. He wants to meet you in that sin. He wants to set you free tonight because he died the death that you and I were supposed to die. And he lived the life that you and I could never live. He got what we deserved. And we get what he deserved. It's called the great exchange. It's the most incredible message out there and I can't stop telling people about it. So here's what we're gonna do. We need to ask ourselves an honest question. What is that thing that we need to bury? What is that thing that we need to die to tonight, once and for all? Do you believe that God can free you once you die to it? I believe he can. And there's a whole community, there's thousands of people here that I believe can be set free and that you can begin to walk with week in and week out every Tuesday night and you can get plugged in outside of this place and you can go all in and, and there's no more excuses. Tonight's the night. And so you're gonna see, if you haven't already, maybe you already discovered it, but there's an index card and a Sharpie marker underneath every chair. Why don't you grab that out for, for me? Pull that out. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna write that thing that is keeping you from going all in with Jesus. Some of you tonight, you just need to write your name. Like if this was me at 22, I'm writing Josiah Jones. That's the thing that I'm dying to and that's the funeral that I'm gonna have tonight. 
and you need to surrender your life to Jesus. Others of you, you gotta surrender performance, achievement, comparison, brokenness, like hurt, pain, and past relationships, addictions, and we're gonna shut those sins once and for all. And so we have a team of leaders that are gonna be in the balcony and on the edges of the rows, like at the end of the rows. If you're close to the stage, you can drop that card off on the stage. And so we're gonna interact tonight with the message because I believe this is a powerful moment for you to draw a line in the sand, for you to nail a stake in the ground, and for you not to forget. There's nothing special, there's nothing magical about this moment other than you just saying, hey, tonight's the night, I'm done. My sin is dead and gone because of what Christ has done. And I believe moments like this, you can look back on and God can give you the power and the strength in, re in remembering what you did because it's a physical act. Like we're gonna, we're gonna stand up and we're gonna drop it off in a basket that leaders will have all throughout this auditorium. And like I said, if you're close to the stage, you can just drop it off in the stage, on the stage. And some of you in the balcony, you just, need to, hey, you just need to come all the way down here to the stage because you just need to sit in this moment as long as you can. If that's you, don't, don't be ashamed. We're not gonna belabor it, we're not gonna drag this on, but we're gonna give you an opportunity tonight to bury your sin. Father God, would you move in a mighty way as we continue to worship you in song? And God, would you allow men and women all across this auditorium to just die Paul says in Galatians 2.20 that I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of Man who loved me and gave himself for me. And so God, would we crucify our life and the things that are hindering us from knowing you more and making you known. We love you. We worship you now. In Jesus' name.